Epilepsy isn't the only reason that you have seizures, but epilepsy occurs in 1 in 26 of all people living in America and many other countries. And to make matters worse, one third to a half of these people will not have solutions to living with epilepsy when the drugs don't work. And the only other options are surgeries or to go in the corner and die. So this is Epilepsy Hell to Epilepsy Well, and I'm your host, Alma Wayne Myers, with another <sighs> session opportunity for you to learn more about what the epilepsy hell is going on and what you can do to become your own hero and master of your universe. You know, life doesn't really come with an instruction book. Um, one of my favorite books I read as a kid, um, they made a movie, I guess there's radio shows of it, was actually The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And what I love about it is it states on the cover, don't panic, which is some really good advice. I mean, every everyone that uh, has a book or has some information or has something that changes your perspective, changes your mood, changes the way that you do things should definitely start off with the process of how not to panic. Uh, Because oftentimes we can find ourselves in a state where we just don't know what to do and don't know how to start about it and not being in control of ourselves not being in control of our environments um the people around us the way that we feel the things that we do you know feeling out of control can definitely make you want to panic um panic is different for a lot of people some people panic and they're freaking out they're lashing out Some people panic and they shut down and they kind of go inwards and try to work on uh, themselves or you find distractions so that you don't actually have to face whatever it is that's leaving this sense of panic in you. Um, I know throughout this process of living with epilepsy, I've been doing my best to take care of myself And because, man, nobody understands epilepsy. I don't have other people, like, in my physical life here, in my close space of people that have epilepsy. Um, I do, I've had to do some, for lack of better words, had to do some potty training with some people. So they quit shitting on me. Uh, So that life has been able to be a little bit better than it was. Well, I'm trying to figure out what the epilepsy hell is going on and what I can do about it for myself, as well as trying to help you find out what you can do to take back your control from the insanity going on in your brain and in your life and in your heart and your hopes and dreams as they come tumbling down like Humpty Dumpty off the wall. So I must confess, I am not a perfect being I never plan on being a perfect being. Perfection is a form of insanity. There's no such thing as perfect. You can just do your best. 
And that is the perfect thing to do. The perfect thing to be is somebody that realizes that your life is going to have ups. Your life is going to have downs. And that is what life is all about. It's this roller coaster, but it's really not. It feels like a roller coaster when you're in the moment sometimes where you're just peaking and you're just on that going up the hill and you feel a little clicking and it's a little steady and then you get to the top and it feels like just a giant rush downwards and you know the only thing keeping you safe is that seat belt from throwing you out or the chest harness or whatever it is it feels like a wild ride so sometimes we decide that this wild ride is exciting and fun and other times we just decide that it's terrifying and it's not fun and really the only thing that's different about it is you know how we perceive these events they become opportunities um but a lot of it is kind of been ingrained in us from like childhood from our environment some of these things are just part of how we were born, you know, our genetics, this is our nature part, you know, things get passed on from parent to child genetically, and then they get passed on from uh, adult to uh, child to guard, or adult to child, you know, peer to peer, you know, we're influenced very much by the people in our lives, and, you know, if we we hope that everybody you know wants to help us wants to love us wants us to be our best but you can find at times that there are just so many people that don't have a clue they don't know what to do and they're grasping for control and they're going to try to control you or they're just going to tell you you're out of control and you know totally get rid of you or push you away or whatever so this uh, last week, I've been, well, I don't know, I've been kind of going insane for a little bit. I, you know, once Glenn passed away, I kind of feel like I lost my purpose. Like, I knew every day, I knew what to do every day. You know, I was getting up, I go check on Glenn, make sure he's okay, put his TV news on, give him orange juice. Now, if he was ready for breakfast that early, I'd give him breakfast. If, you know, most of the times he waited for Ina because he really liked, you know, her taking care of him. He really liked being nurtured. He really liked, you know, feeling like there was somebody that cared. And, you know, as a man, it's really nice. A man that likes women, you know, to have that kind of nurture from a woman, you know, to kind of remind you of, like, you know, if you had a good mother, a mother that took care of you, like, you know, I always say my mother did her best. Um, and I truly believe that she did her best. But I also truly believe that my mother is a selfish and insane being. Um, all the ass beatings, all the problems, all the trauma and stuff that, you know, my brother and I um, are still trying to cope with. Like, I don't talk to her. It's not somebody I want in my life just because she's an incredibly abusive person. She's incredibly angry about everything. She's, you know, if you disagree with her, she 
thinks that you're fighting with her. She has no ability to accept things outside of her own realm of possibilities. And, you know, so that leaves kind of a void of, like, female nurturing. And, uh, you know, for Glenn, I know his, um, his wife was kind of insecure and accused him of cheating on him on her and he was just working and she yelled at him all the time and you know he didn't have as good of a relationship with with her but he was loving and uh he did his best he didn't believe in divorce so he never divorced her but he did a good job of of loving her child and the grandchildren that came and you know showing patience and love and understanding and not always agreeing with everything, but doing his best. He was just probably the calmest person I ever met. And I would have liked to have known him before he got to the point where he was, you know, a dependent and needed us to clean him up and feed him and help him go from everywhere. And not that I mind. I mean, it was really, you know, an honor to be able to help this man's days be better than they were before um I arrived or before I I knew what little bit I could do to help but you know oftentimes you know I find myself not sure what to do stressed out by you know the situation the people involved you know I I didn't get paid for my work here um I got you know the the daughter was always trying to bully me and uh, threatening to throw me out. We never got breaks or vacations. There was times that I freaked out and I had to leave. And, you know, I took off a couple times. But in the last few years, I didn't really leave except to do that uh, trip to Florida for the Funnel Hacking Live. So that was the first time I had had fun outside of the house since uh, COVID, pretty much. And the last fun thing I'd done before that was going up to visit my buddy Dustin in Washington. Um, that was seriously, you know, it's been my getaway from the break and the insanity and just having everybody angry and upset and, you know, trying to take it out on me that I'm not what they want or expect or demand. They can't control me. You can't just tell me to stop having a seizure or to stop having a problem or for my brain to be what it used to be. It used to be so much calmer. It used to be so much more in control of myself. And I'm sure you can understand this, especially if you've got epilepsy. Just if you were born with epilepsy, you might not have ever had that control to start with, and you've had to gain some level of acceptance and understanding. But for me, and many of you, um, I miss what I used to be able to do. I miss helping people and it not hurting me. I miss my, I miss having a purpose that I know is my purpose. I miss being able to do more for people than I did for myself. And, you know, again, since Glenn's passed, I just... I've kind of been without purpose. Um, you know, I've... I haven't been able to focus. I've been trying. You know, my girlfriend didn't get paid for her work. And so she was pretty upset for a while. 
family still just pulls their nonsense. Um, fortunately, that has calmed down a lot. And, you know, the grandson finally got out of jail, so Dave's finally back in the house. But before he got back, all his mom could do was just make problems about what was already going on and what the future was going to hold for us. And, you know, the both of us just wanted to go. We didn't want to be here anymore. We were planning on, you know, giving it, putting up with it for a month or two and moving out because we, if it was going to be the way that, um, this woman was gonna told us it was gonna be with her son and all this stuff, and we didn't want anything to do with it. And so that still that left us feeling very uncertain, unhappy, you know, frustrated. And fortunately, we weren't taking that out on each other. We got a much better relationship than you know we did in the beginning, where we did an awful lot of fighting and blaming and arguing and um, just. You know, you know, I I dealt with my own insecurities of like why I wasn't good enough to for us to go have fun and do things like we did, and then once you know I became the we became the uh, the other caregiver and she moved in and we both just felt trapped because we weren't supported. You know, we weren't supported in what we were doing to help take care of this man. We knew this man needed us. You know, we knew that without us, like, he was basically going to die early. He was going to, he never would have gotten the level of care and love and appreciation that that we offered him because it was never really here. Everybody was so more concerned about themselves. And, you know, every time we needed money or help to do stuff, like, we, it was a problem. While at the same time, they completely spoiled his grandson or whatever. They completely spoiled Dave while he was in jail. So he has this great experience with his mother, and the rest of us have this horrible experience where we can't stand her because she's a narcissist, she's abusive, she's controlling. He grew up with her, so he's just kind of like, yeah, this is just my mom, which is kind of how I feel about my own mother it's just my mother i i know how she is like my my little brother michael is still um living over there while he's trying to find a job and figure out what to do with his life um after helping take care of our grandmother who was up in idaho and she passed so i don't know if i mentioned this before but she was um kind of in an old folks home because where she lived had stairs and these she had to go up and down the stairs she probably would have tripped and killed herself and that was basically kind of what happened she didn't like to use her cane she went into the bathroom and she fell and hit her head on the toilet and basically gave herself a severe concussion brain bleed uh, turned herself into a vegetable and died a few days later in the hospital from, you know, no one was there protecting her, making sure she was okay. You know, she would try to get my brother to call her every day to check on her, but that's just, we weren't really raised that way. That's our mother and youngest sister, I think we're a little more better about like talking to her every day, but man, I don't, I don't call anybody every day. I don't talk to anybody every day except myself. You know, when I talk to Dave every day now that he's around, 
Um, my brother's been up here for the last week trying to help me finish this car, which is driving me crazy. I'll tell you guys about that one later. Um, that's a different story. So, you know, there was nobody there to really protect her from herself the way that Ina and I were here to protect Glenn from himself. Because you know, as people get older, you know, as there was times that we found him sleepwalking three o'clock in the morning in the middle of winter. He's trying to go out the front door and so he can go home to Santa Barbara when he's already home. You know, and it's it's not that he had dementia or anything. He was kind of sleepwalking. He stuck in between dream world and waking up. And there have been plenty of times when I'd go in and see him and he's just waking up and he's like talking about you know, going home, he, you know, trying to go back to Santa Barbara because he was on a trip somewhere in his dreams. So really vivid dreams, really vivid things. And, you know, if it wasn't for the, I was having him kind of trapped in his bed, he probably would have fallen and hurt himself a, a lot longer or a lot earlier. His mom actually lived to be about 101 or something. And that's pretty much what happened is she fell, broke her hip and died a few months later i'm sure she just didn't have somebody as awesome as ina or myself there to take care of her and nourish her nurture um, provide a level of care that makes you kind of want to come back from realizing that your body is falling apart on you and one thing i've learned throughout life is that you know we've we don't feel our ages most of the time. You'll have people that say, oh, I feel old, but really, do this feel tired? You know, feel stressed, you feel unsure about what to do. Um, I know people that are, you know, quite aged in body and form, and they don't feel like they're that age. I tell everybody, I have no idea how old I really feel. Uh, I haven't been able to ever put a number to it um my most of my life i've been a little more mature than most of the people and you know after epilepsy i'm a lot more insane a lot more out of control <laughs> feel more insane i'm not insane but you know there's definitely that feeling with that little asshole in your head tapping on your shoulder just telling you um wrecking things up it's not like epilepsy doesn't usually feel like it's your little friend trying to tell you hey you need to take it easy hey you need to check what's going on you need to make sure that you're okay you need to do something about this before it turns into something worse which is really kind of what it is and it doesn't always feel that way but really it's just an opportunity for for you for me for all of us to get to know ourselves better and you know not distract ourselves all the time, not find some excuse to hurt ourselves or to be miserable or unhappy about what the process is. Oh, man, so I've been a little lost, confused, you know, without purpose, in pain, distracting myself, frustrated with trying to deal with and my girlfriend being upset because she didn't get paid. The woman trying to nickel and dime every excuse and why she shouldn't pay her. You know, they have absolutely no desire to pay me. So I can just be angry about it, upset about it, or I can just let it go. And it's kind of been hard because, you know, I, I don't have a means of really supporting myself the same way. 
Um, now I have to pay rent, but I don't have an income outside of my own disability. Um, and I've just had to accept help from my girlfriend that like I never have done before. I've never needed to accept help this way. And um, I totally appreciate and love her for being such an amazing woman and loving me the way that I love her. So it's kind of been a rare opportunity in my own personal life. So I truly hope that you have the opportunity to find somebody that can love and appreciate you for you, you know, and that you can love and appreciate them for them and not really have conditions as to you know, what your love is. I mean, unconditional love is awesome. It's beautiful. Glenn had unconditional love for his, you know, stepdaughter and for his step-grandchildren. He didn't treat them like they were not blood. He treated them like they were his and like he cared. And he always did his best to be a shining example. So I ended up um, in the Freemasons Lodge here in Santa Barbara probably the first time I ever been in there. Um, it was, it was interesting. People have some very mixed ideology about the Freemasons and all this other stuff. And there's some very interesting conspiracy theories out there. And I'm neither going to confirm nor deny any of them because I guarantee you that some of them are true and some of them are not. So I don't have all the answers. So all I can tell you is I stay away from the Illuminati. But the people I've met in the the Freemasons, the Brotherhood there, the Scottish Rites, they're all, they've all been pretty good people. A couple of them, you know, are, are douchebags as far as I'm concerned, but that's just people. You run into some people like that everywhere, but they're, they don't make up the end-all, be-all of an organization. So we had our last memorial. Dave was able to attend since he got out of jail. So it was nice for him to be able to get up and have this experience for his grandfather and support some of the other people that were there. Um, so fortunately, you know, uh, I guess I got to put that part of my life behind me. Like many of us, we find a spot where you know, there is some closure to a chapter. You know, I... I attended the, the funeral, Ina did too, she did not want to do the memorial service, like, because she already had her closure, she still, you know, we, we still miss Glenn, he was a pleasure to work with, even though it was work, you know, it got to be hard, it got to be exhausting, there was just a lot of worrying and concern about whether we're, you know, good enough, whether there's something more we can do, and you know, I often had to remind Ina that, you know, if the doctors and, you know, myself and these other people that have backgrounds and experiences with helping and taking care of people don't have the answers, it's impossible for her to have, uh, it's not really impossible, it's improbable for her to come up with solutions that are going to work when all these other empirical evidence has, shows that you just the body declines and you just got to go through this process so um kind of feel like i've been rambling a little bit about that but i mean there's really a lot of value in the aspect of just acceptance you know people talk about you need gratitude to like overcome everything but 
really, you, the, whatever it takes to find acceptance, you need acceptance. You need to accept that oftentimes life is not about you, that life, even if you want it to be, um, even if it should be, uh, even you need it in order to feel physically, mentally, or emotionally better. Like, oftentimes, the only person that really cares about what's going on with you will be you. You know, you'll have people that are just, you know, they mean well, but the results don't uh, give you the appreciation. They don't make you feel accepted. They don't make you feel like you're moving in the right direction. And that can definitely feel frustrating and make you want to change directions, to run away, to hide, to distract yourself, whatever it is. You know, people turn to drugs and alcohol or, you know, people turn to, you know, sex for attention or there's all kinds of things. I'm not telling you what to do with your life as much as you should just make sure that the choices you're making are making you better in life and that they're not holding you back, tearing you down. They're not really part of the problem. I'm huge on not doing drugs. Um, I did a lot of drugs when I was younger, uh, curious about you know why my dad was a drug addict and why other people were drug addicts and what it was about and so I I went pretty hardcore about that I probably talked about that in the past and maybe I'll talk about that one again but so I've been a little insane a little crazy a lot depressed anxious and a lot of turmoil um appreciate my assistant's been hanging in there trying to work on doing some posts on social media and reaching out to some other communities on social media and Facebook for epilepsy groups. Um, I'm waiting on the official DBA, but everything is in place for the Drug-Free Epilepsy Foundation, as well as Myers Good, the newspaper ad ran, all this stuff is in place for us to start and continue a future where we don't have to just do what the doctor says in order to feel good about our life with epilepsy. So it, it might take a while, you know, it might take a week, you know, it's going to take more than a day or a week and a month to like get the right information in everybody's hands and to be able to let the world know that there's just another option to just a life full of drugs that make you feel horrible and worse. And if they don't, if the drugs work for you, that's awesome. I'm not I'm not putting you down for taking medications that help on some level because we all want some help with getting this done. And I it you I mean you should definitely be the best version that you can. And if that that entails taking drugs, that's awesome. Hopefully they're the prescription ones that get you into the right place and it's not just self-medicating because I've watched a lot of people destroy themselves self-medicating with methamphetamines or heroin or prescription pills or you know, all kinds of stuff. So, and, you know, it doesn't really help. It's just a distraction. Um, and some people think they're functional and some people can be a little functional while they're doing these things and others can't so i myself you know i'm an acupuncturist um i graduated from emperor's college in 2009 it's a four-year master's program so i spent four years going to santa monica for college to get a degree 
and you know i can do some acupuncture on myself but it's just not the same you know it's nice it's relaxing but honestly it really helps to be able to have somebody that that helps gets those spots that you can't or so that you can just lay down and relax and you can feel like you're being nurtured a little bit by somebody that has compassion for what you're going through even if they don't have an understanding of what the epilepsy hell is going on they at least understand that like the human condition includes suffering and the hopes and desires to overcome these these pains and again some of these pains some of these problems they're invisible they're not you know as obvious as some of the scars or the wounds that we carry around on our body you know some of these things are in our heart they're in our head they've just been going on you know to a point where you don't know what to do and you know so i tried actually reaching out to some acupuncturists it would take me a while to I mean, last time I tried looking for an acupuncturist, I couldn't really find anyone. The last guy, last couple people, I didn't really appreciate the experience with them. Like I told one guy, I went in one guy, one guy just wanted to keep teaching me how I could needle myself. And then I told him that I was having seizures for certain herbs. And of course, he gives me a formula with the, the herbs in it I, I'm having problems with. So I felt unheard and like i didn't understand why this guy wanted me to just treat myself and he didn't want to nurture you know my experience or understand what was going on so i got a bad taste on my mouth from that and it happens like all the time you find these people like that everywhere so then i go into this other guy like a while later and basically he just does all the sensitive points on the body he doesn't do full body acupuncture he limited himself to just points that are on the elbows to fingers and knees to toes and that's the best he can do that's all he wants is you know to kind of get everybody to conform to his limited ideology his limited ability to treat which i did my best to make sure i understood a bunch of ways to help people and i didn't just do one I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the way that he treats i'm just saying it wasn't right for me and i find that if you can get outside of your own limitations if you can find other modalities if you can combine the ways um these different trains of thought these different schools these different concepts that you can get better faster results but some of these people are just really looking at having you come back a million times um, the doctors want you hooked on the drugs so that they have their control over you. You know, the some of the acupuncturists I've met just want to make sure you're coming back every week. So, you know, they know that they can pay their rent. Um, some of the chiropractors, you know, I've dealt with, like, have said, you know, you're going to die 10 years earlier if you don't get a treatment every day, three times a week for the next six months and so you know that's how they scare people into trying to you know help them pay their bills and fill their schedule without real concern about what's going on with the person that they're quote unquote trying to help so there are, there's some crazy people out there and you gotta realize it you know you gotta wade through them so um, i called this acupuncturist um, day after Thanksgiving, I left a message. It was like, hey, look, uh, 
an acupuncturist, you know, could really use a treatment. I'd love to come in and see you and um, get a call back on Monday or a text or I don't remember. I think I got a call back or a text or something. I think it was a text like, all right, I got your message. And so she didn't have an opening until the middle of February. I was like, all right. Um, I, I think I called back instead of texting. I don't remember. I was like, that kind of sucks. I mean, I understand you're busy. Hopefully that means that you're a good acupuncturist if you're that busy. And, um, yeah, let's, let's see what we can do. And you know, I got epilepsy. I'd like to kind of, I'd like some help with getting out of whatever's going on with me right now. And so she was like, all right, well, you know, if you, I understand you wanting to get treatment sooner. So she gave me a referral to the community clinic. There's an acupuncture, Santa Barbara community acupuncture clinic, whatever. And I call them up and they actually demand that you have the vaccine in order to get treated at their facility. And I, I, man, if you've, if you're vaccinated, that's cool. That's totally on you. I don't don't hold it against you. There's a lot of coercion. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of craziness going on on both sides of being vaccinated. But I personally understand how my immune system works. I have watched all of the side effects of people dealing with the vaccination, personal friends that I know, not just random stuff that people talk about online but you know i've also been watching this stuff online as best as i could and then just kind of quit watching the online stuff but seriously they didn't want to treat me because i wasn't vaccinated they only treat other vaccinated people which is a form of discrimination and quite insulting that some place that is supposed to be natural medicine is demanding that you conform to this their ideology of like health and safety and wellness so i called the other lady back after telling them there was no way in hell i was going to come in and see them nor would i ever give them a referral so it's definitely not a place i'm going to recommend that anybody that demands that you conform to their insanities um, is not a place i would recommend for you to go get help so it's really about it should be a place where you are on a team where you're trying to work together. It's not you have to do what I tell you or else. But oftentimes that's what the doctors do. If you don't, it's called non-medical compliance and that can lead to all kinds of other problems, which gets scary. Which I'm grateful for my doctor because he doesn't do that crap to me. I actually haven't seen him in a while, but he's pretty, pretty reasonable and understanding. So I call the lady back tell her look they require a vaccination um uh, you know when can i come in and see you and so she tells me sends me a message about that she's got immune compromised patients in her clinic so i'd have to wear a mask the whole time and i respond yo that's that's fine i'm happy to wear a mask i'm just not happy to deal with the insane vaccine and so she sends me back a response that it is I'm not a good match for her or whatever. And I need to consult my primary health care provider about the efficacy of the uh, vaccination. So clearly, I think this lady is insane as well. I'm very happy that 
She turned me down, although I was frustrated and angry because it sucks trying to ask people for help. And all they can do is um, pretty much punish you for not sharing their point of view. And that's how I felt like I was being lashed out at for not sharing this person's point of view. But I did find myself another acupuncturist. It's been hard for me to like do searches and whatever with my reading epilepsy and photosensitivity. It just, you know, every time I try looking at stuff, my brain goes sideways trying to figure this stuff out. But I managed to find two places. I called one. This other one had an online scheduling system. I just went ahead and scheduled an appointment because I just really wanted some help with the way that I was feeling stuck and, you know, angry about everything and just shutting down. So uh, the place, the first place I called, called me back like probably the next day saying, yeah, they don't require a vaccine. So it's nice to know that I have some fellow acupuncturists that are there to help people that aren't putting extra curriculum on their ability and willingness to assist you and me and everyone else and feeling better and feeling your best but uh, so I go into this appointment I didn't even talk to the guy I didn't really know anything about him I just saw something about shadow yoga and shadow work or I like that concept because I think of myself as a shadow worker and it's these places that people are afraid to go look at to work on the unknown it's all pretty scary to a lot of people even the known these dark places that you you found yourself in the abuse these traumas uh, these different things like we need to address in ourselves so that we can be a better brighter person and sharing our love and light in the world because that's kind of the point of shadow work is to understand that you know light and dark are a balance of each other that life is not all rainbows and butterflies and you know even roses have thorns so if you're not careful you know these pretty things can definitely hurt so i got in for a treatment the guy was actually really cool um appreciate his time and effort i got some cupping some acupuncture i kind of told him generally like what i wanted i asked him to stay off this particular channel because i have trouble with it because the energetics on it is up and out in all directions and man i'm already up and out in all directions i need consolidated so the partner channel was fine but that particular one i'm like please just don't needle it it just makes all the energy go up to my head and i feel like i'm gonna have seizures afterwards i don't like it so he listened he was great you know we actually went to the same college so i was super excited knowing that he also graduated from the number one acupuncture school in america i mean in california the number two acupuncture school in america it's emperor's college of traditional oriental medicine out of santa monica it's definitely when i went and checked out some of the other schools after graduating it just further increased my appreciation for the schooling the teaching the training that that i went through i had great supervisors i had great mentors inside the school there's just a lot of opportunities to learn and grow and the teachers you know some of the classes were kind of lame and it seemed like the teachers as you find were a little lazier than others and you had other teachers that i did my best to find the ones that 
pushed you and tried to get you to be the best version of yourself to to learn and to grow and to not just get an easy a because it wasn't really about the grades it's about being the best you can and learning and growing so it was nice getting an awesome treatment so i got this awesome treatment and you know it takes sometimes a couple days for the treatment to like settle in and take effect and um, definitely been feeling a lot better, a lot more clear-headed, a lot less um, distraught. Um, you know, it, it, again, it takes a little while of finding trial and error, finding the right people. It's like when you go to restaurants, there's so many restaurants that you're like, man, I would really like, you know, this. And you go there and they do a horrible job of making what it is you want. At least for myself and my brother and I, like, we're, we cook. So if we order something from a restaurant, we usually want something that we either don't cook or, you know, we don't feel like cooking. So we go to some places and it's like, dude, I could do a much better job on this. And you feel like you wasted your your time and your money. And the same thing when you go see people trying to help you out and you get bad help. You're like, man, I could have just saved my money and, you know, spent it on something that made me feel a little better. But... I can say that I really like acupuncture and finding somebody to help uh, definitely helps. So I do plan on being a little more present and available for everybody as I'm gaining more focus and clarity on what it is that I can do to help you. You know, I'm not planning on, you know, I can't save you. You know, I'm not Jesus, as people say. I'm not. I'm not as, you know, I'm, I'm a guide. I can tell you along the ways, like what helps, what doesn't help, what works, what doesn't work. You know, you've listened to the last several episodes. Um, they're all about you making the decision that you want to do something better with your life, that you want to be the one that's kind of in control, that you, you want there to be more than just the insanity, the patterns, the lifestyles that haven't really helped. So, you know, I've I've had to deal with the ups and downs of things that don't work for me as I, that I was hoping were going to be really easy um, for you to be able to acquire more knowledge and information. But again, life is never quite what we want. So I've, I've had to let mastermind go um, because it doesn't work for my brain. So I'll be putting everything that I've been trying to work on inside ClickFunnels because I love ClickFunnels. Um, I'll say one of my, you know, Russell Brunson is definitely one of my favorite mentors when it comes to how to get your message out, how to market, how to help people and be the best version of yourself without making me feel bad for having epilepsy, for struggling, for having these problems that, you know, he doesn't deal with, he doesn't have to deal with. But, you know, that that's the thing is, you know, oftentimes you'll find that, you know, most most people aren't perfect. Nobody's perfect. If they tell you they're perfect, they're lying, they're crazy. They're definitely not um, somebody you should be listening to because, again, perfection is a lie. You can't even be perfect. If you're trying to be perfect then you're trying to achieve some impossible standard that just as an excuse to beat yourself up. And I understand because I want to 
I want to give you the perfect experience. I want to give you the perfect solutions. I want to be able to take all your pain and suffering away the same as I want mine to go away. And But that requires work and that requires you doing your part and finding out who who has answers for you and who doesn't. So I'm going to try to not, you know, be as shut down as much and share more solutions, come up with what it is that I do in my day to make my day a little better and share that with you a lot more. Um, I know it's important to hear people that are succeeding and struggling at the same time to accomplish uh, what life can be and is all about because again it's ups and downs i was thinking about this the other day it's really a lot like climbing a mountain range and man that's exhausting it could be a lot of work but you know when you get to the top of one peak and you see the next mountain oftentimes you you've got to go down from that peak in order to get to the plateau so that you can get over to the next mountaintop to climb and that's a lot of life for everybody with and without epilepsy. You're going to get to some peaks and it's requiring, you're going to, some of the times it's going to require that you climb down or, you know, fall down the cliff at the side in order to get to a spot where you can get back up and start your forward progress to, you know, your goals, the life that you want, that you deserve, you know, that you need. Because, you know, we all need love, appreciation understanding we all we all need to give that to ourselves as much as you know we need relationships in our life that support us so hope that you appreciate um yourself take time to appreciate yourself you know just figure out how what makes you happy you know, what kind of goals do you want in your life where do you want to be where do you see yourself in the future because it looks like um i'm getting a warning that i've got a, these can only go 60 minutes and i'm at 45 right now so keep an eye on the clock because i've been talking for a while yeah, i was really hoping to keep these kind of short and not too long because i don't want to overwhelm everybody i don't want to overwhelm you you know it's kind of my concern is do i do a daily conversation? Do I do these a couple times a week? What's too much? What's too little? You know, I don't have the answer on that one yet, but you can leave me feedback, contact me, and let me know what you want because I would really love to help you find the answers that you're struggling to find. Um, I'm really good at, at research. I'm really good at, you know, having a purpose when I know what it is and you know, it feels like I'm floundering around in the water sometimes, just panicking, not sure if I'm going in the right direction. But, you know, it's better to go in a direction, any direction, make a bunch of mistakes to learn, to grow, and than it is to do nothing. So I, I hope you make as many mistakes as you can and you learn and grow from them. And we're going to learn and grow together. We're going to be the best versions of ourselves. And hopefully the Drug-Free Epilepsy Foundation is the solution that you need to appreciate your life. That you can take these tools, um, you can take these opportunities, you can take these solutions and live a life 
that you can actually be proud of, that you can enjoy, you know, that you understand that there are some ups, there are some downs, but in the process, it's all about being present, aware, and making the best of any given moment. So make the best of yourself today. Take some time to just relax and appreciate the fact that there's lung in your air, your lung air in your lungs man i'm saying these funny so hey that's funny right that there is air in your lungs that there's food in your food in your belly that you have some place to rest your head when you sleep you know there's a lot of things a lot of people a lot of places that just could be making life a lot harder on you than they are so appreciate everything that you can and you know especially just appreciate the fact that you're alive because life is precious, you are precious, and you deserve the best that you can get. So go do your best, be your best, and we'll talk real soon. Remember, as always, do more than the doctor tells you, and take care of yourself like you matter, because you do. Hey, real quick, before we go, I'd like to appreciate you taking the time to listen and better yourself so if you have enjoyed this then please subscribe rate this podcast leave a review share it with your friends your family and somebody else that really needs better answers on either what's going on with you or what is going on with them so that we can all end epilepsy that we can all take back our lives that we can all be the best versions of ourselves So looking forward to talking to you next time. Again, take care of yourself like you matter and have the best life that you can.